What's up, friends? Happy last week of June. Today, I'm talking about three hacks to get you back to consistent health habits after insert life event, be it having a baby, switching careers, maybe COVID just kicked you off your normal routine and you can't quite seem to get back into it, whether you were sick or it was just the upheaval of our lives. I mean, I think we've all been through unexpected circumstances or maybe some circumstances were expected like a baby, but it brought challenges that were unexpected. So today my mission is to help you stop overcomplicating it and get started, get back to some of these health habits that you miss, that you want to get back to, that you're feeling like, ugh, they feel so far away now. I've got some really easy hacks on how to get this process started. So excited to help you guys with this today. Before we dive in, if you guys have been tuning in, you know I mentioned I have a big announcement coming for you guys. I will be announcing that next week, so stay tuned. But I did want to say a shout out to all of you who took a minute to fill out my survey I sent out. I love getting your feedback. I value it so much. Being here in your ear is such an honor. And it really helps me help you when I know exactly what it is you're struggling with and what you want more of, maybe what you want less of. I value it so much. So thank you for taking the time to do it. And of course, last but not least, guys, this is the last week Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations is on sale. It is the biggest sale I have ever done on this course. It is $100 off. Enter Summer Steel at checkout. So if you have been thinking, you know, I want to do this course. I just don't know. Is it the right time? Is it not? It's the right time. (laughs) It is a huge deal going on. And that's just going to be through the end of June. So it expires on June 30th at midnight. You can find all the information on how this is the blueprint for empowered eating over on my website, justbrownrd.com. Just click on courses. It's going to walk you through the values piece. We talk about biofeedback reconnection. And then, of course, every single student gets their own fuel plan written by me for you based on your goals, your values, and what you're hoping to get out of your fueling journey. Friends, I'm so excited to support you and have you be a part of this Empowered Eating Club. It is the best place to be, but you'll want to do it before June 30th so you can get that deal. Summer Steel at checkout. I can't wait to see you guys over there. All right, we're going to be talking about four hacks to get you back to consistent health habits. Hey, awesome. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. 
like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility. The Empowered Eating Model was born. Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback. All the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? <laughs> we are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide totally free. Or hop onto my e-course, Food Foundations, to get the step-by-step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, because girl, it's time to go. All right, friends, you ready for this one? My guess is if you're listening to this episode, you're already thinking, give me these health hacks, Jess, because I have about 100 too many things to do in a day, and I need to know how to add healthy habits to my life, get back to some of the things I used to do without extra time in the day. So I have good news for you. Everything I'm talking about today does not require extra time. It does require a couple things. One, it's going to require your attention And number two, it's going to require that you don't overcomplicate it, don't all or nothing it, don't go into that black or white thinking, because if we go there, we've already set ourselves up for failure. These are hacks that will get you started, get you going, and I guarantee if you can do these, they're going to empower you to keep going. But if you go into this with the all or nothing mindset, like, oh, I did it for a day and then I couldn't do it the next day, we have already started working against us, and guys, you're standing in your own way. So... Before I dive in, I want to invite you to kind of check yourself, check that all or nothing mentality, drop it right now. If you're walking, I want you to imagine just like letting it go. If you're driving, pretend like you left it at the last stoplight because it's not going to serve you here. And just in case you have any of that negative narrative floating around in your head, I want to be the little voice in your ear that says anything you do does count. I don't care if it's something that you know, you five years ago would have laughed at, but anything you can do to advance your health journey is productive and helpful and worth doing. Something is better than nothing and maintaining this perspective will cultivate a mindset that only propels you forward. All right, we all on the same page? You guys ready? Four hacks. Number one, sit down to eat when you can. I know this sounds so simple, but friends, how many of you actually sit down when you eat? And no judgment here because I've definitely gone through seasons where I don't sit down and I'm on the go and I'm, you know, eating in my car. In fact, if you follow me on social media, you saw I was eating a salad like in the Starbucks drive-thru the other day. Sometimes we do what we have to do. But when we're looking to get back to building health into our daily routine and bringing more awareness around our food, one of the best things we can do is just sit down when we eat. Setting this goal does a few things. So number one it is a cue to trigger some awareness. I mean, how many times do we snack on things? Maybe we're like cleaning up the kids' dishes and we eat the last chicken nugget or we're at work and we grab some candy without even realizing it. We can find ourselves doing a quite a bit of mindless munching. And if we set the goal to sit down while we eat, we create this space to actually be aware of what we're eating. Because, hey, if you're hungry and you want that extra chicken nugget off your kid's plate or you need a break from work and so you want to go have some candy with your coworker, great. 
but let's do it mindfully and actually be aware of the food we're choosing to put into our mouth. The second thing that this does is it slows us down enough for our stomach and our brain to stay connected. Oftentimes it takes a minute for the message of fullness. So the ghrelin that stimulates hunger starts to dampen and we have leptin, which is our satiety hormone. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes for this transition in hormones to allow our brain to catch up with our stomach. When we're constantly on the go and moving, we don't give our body time to feel that transition and not just the time, but we, we don't give our body the awareness. So oftentimes we're going and buzzing around the day without ever even stopping to connect with our body and our food. Like how did it feel when I ate that chicken nugget or that piece of candy? If we think of food in its most basic form, it is intended to fuel us, to give us energy. And if we aren't aware of whether or not it's giving us energy. For example, when you eat that chicken nugget, does it do anything for you? Does it do anything for your energy? Then why are we eating it in the first place? Now, my my caveat to that would be if you're eating something to enjoy it, like taking a break with your coworker and having candy, I certainly believe in the value of enjoying food. But if we're doing it on the go and not sitting down and also not aware here, We're not getting that either. So whether you're eating with the intent to fuel or eating with the intent to enjoy, we need to pause and be aware of what we're eating. And one of the best things we can do to bridge that gap or to cultivate more awareness is sit down while you eat. So you don't have to change anything. I'm not talking about any diets or food tracking, nothing. All you got to do is sit down when you eat. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, this one has to do with movement. I call it up it to 10 or add 10. And this principle can be applied to anyone regardless of where your activity level is at. Now, as I go through these options, I want you to pick and choose which one is most applicable to you based on where you are at. So if you are someone that is not exercising, I want you to work your way up to 10. And that can mean work your way up to having a daily 10-minute walk Or if that doesn't resonate with you, work yourself up to 10,000 steps in a day. Both of these are scientifically productive and something that I think are, I think it's a really good starting point. The 10 minutes a day, friends, I know if you're ever, if you've ever been in the all or nothing mindset, that feels like it doesn't count. It's nothing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything. It does. It does a lot, actually. (laughs) Just 10 minutes of walking increases insulin sensitivity, which is the binding of insulin to your blood glucose that moves that glucose into the cell. So in other words, if you go for a 10-minute walk after lunch, you are amplifying the speed at which energy is moved into your cells and used productively instead of being stored for energy later. So that's just a 10-minute walk. Upping your steps to 10,000 a day, that can be done throughout the day, right? It could be done as, I mean, sometimes when I tell people to meet their fluid needs and we up their water intake, they have to pee so much, they automatically up their steps by like 2,000 a day because they're getting up and down. Working up to that 10,000 steps per day has also been proven to be associated with fewer health comorbidities. And the cool thing about setting a step goal is that You don't necessarily have to carve out time to work out. I mean, it could be from your potty breaks during the day. It could be from parking a little bit farther away to the entrance. It could be from taking a couple laps as a break. You could do a walking meeting. There are so many options to work towards that 10,000 steps a day. And if you're going, okay, Jess, that sounds great, but I'm only at 3,000, set the marker at seven because the research actually shows that starting at 7,000 steps per day That's where we start to see health benefits, where it really starts to maximize at 10,000 steps per day. 
So if you're starting, work up to a 10-minute walk, 10-minute workout, or 10,000 steps per day. If you're already exercising, let's see if we can add 10. If you're moving here and there but going, gosh, I just wish I could get back to my regular exercise routine, we have to be realistic about where we're at. Life is different now. It's not the same as it was before. So we have to do the best we can do. So instead of focusing on how you feel like a failure because you're not where you used to be, let's take that urgency you feel and flip it for the good because really you feel that because you want to do more. But instead of comparing yourself to the old you, Like, let's look where you're at, what your certain capacity is right now, and where can we add 10? You guys can do a lot in 10 minutes. My husband taught me this 10-minute workout over COVID, and it just about killed me. (laughs) It was uh, 10 minutes of 15 seconds on of burpees and a 45-second rest. And you did that every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. And then we'd kind of change it as I got better at it, which (laughs) takes a long time. Burpees are so humbling. But we'd move it to like 30 seconds of burpees and 30 seconds of rest for 10 minutes. Now that's a pretty intense one. And if you just like laughed at the idea of doing burpees, do something else with it. You can do squats, you can do push-ups, you can do sit-ups, you could do all of it. Anything you can do in that 10 minutes, again, is productive. Here's the thing about adding 10 where you can You start to quiet that voice, that internal pressure you've created that says, oh, you got to do more. You used to be better. You used to do more. We start to quiet that because you're actually doing something now and you're finding time where you can. The second thing you're doing is you're starting to create a new habit of finding movement when you have the opportunity. How wonderful is that? You can then trust yourself because as time, capacity, injury, illness, as all of those things that have clouded your ability to move regularly, as those clear up, You have already started the process of integrating movement where you can. You'll find it. You'll get there. You'll get back to what you want to do when you have the capacity. So up it to 10 or add 10, depending on where you're at. All right, that's number two. Number three, I want you to add color to as many meals as you can. And I'm talking color from fruits and veggies, not color from Lucky Charms, even though I know it dyes your milk. (laughs) My kids would argue with me if I didn't specify that. I want you to think of different ways to add color to any and all meals that you can. And guys, here's the thing. We tend to overcomplicate fruits and veggies. We think, oh, I need to eat more veggies. I need to make this gourmet salad or these beautiful chopped roasted root vegetables, which don't get me wrong, those are wonderful. And if you can add those in regularly, great. But it doesn't have to be that fancy. It could be something as simple as adding strawberries next to your eggs in the morning. Or if you like to make omelets, throwing some spinach or mushrooms or bell peppers into the eggs. It might be something as simple as having diced peppers, carrots, or snow peas on the side of your lunch, whatever you're having. I think some of the contributing factors as to why most Americans don't get enough fruits and veggies is that we think it has to be something bigger than it truly needs to be. And guys, if you are one of those Americans, guess what? You are not alone. And if you're not American... Hopefully you're doing better than we are, but chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you might be struggling with it as well. Our stats here in America show that 60% don't get enough fruit and 80%, 80% of Americans don't get enough veggies. That's a lot of us. And guess what? I meet that criteria many times a week, especially when I'm not being intentional about my food intake. But when it comes to fruits or veggies, guys, we get the micronutrition and the energy boost, whether it is beautifully prepared fruits and veggies or it's something we grabbed on the go on the way out. We can grab oranges, bananas, apples on our way out the door next to a protein shake. Bam, 
you have a beautifully balanced snack and a macronutrient packed fruit or veggie in your hand. Whenever I talk about adding fruits or veggies or quick simple ones on the go, I always get the question like what about dried fruits or veggies? What about frozen? And what about the green powder? Guys, any of that color you can add is wonderful. Of course, the fresher it is, the more micronutrient and phytochemicals it's going to pack. However, again, some is better than none. That green powder, yes, it's a supplement. It's not going to capture everything that Whole Foods has. However, it is still something that will give you an energy boost. And you better believe that there are days, usually it's like Thursday or Friday, when my weekly groceries have dwindled that I don't have as many fruits or veggies ready. My snacks are beef jerky and that green powder. It still gives me an energy boost. It's giving me micronutrition. It's giving me color, and I'm doing the best I can. So, again, this is where the all-or-nothing mindset really needs to stay out of your head because knowing that we do the best we can, our body's going to get the benefits. And guess what? Come Monday, after I go grocery shopping, after I do another grocery pickup, I'm going to have more fruits and veggies readily available. As for frozen or dried fruits and veggies, the dried are wonderful. Just do be aware if they've added extra sugar. You can buy them without added sugar, and I – You know, I want to save my sugar for cupcakes and Starbucks, so that's my personal opinion. So looking for those options that don't have it added in. I mean, fruit's sweet enough on its own. We don't really need to add it. That's a great way to go. And when you're choosing dried fruits or veggies, just be mindful of the portion sizes. Veggies, they're usually more of a veggie chip, so you don't have to worry about that as much. But with fruit, so much of their body is water, kind of like humans. So when we dehydrate it, we suck all that fluid out. So the serving size just gets a lot smaller. So we just want to be cognizant of that. But hey, if you can grab it on the go, do it. It's a great option. You guys probably already know the health benefits of adding color to every single meal. But just in case you need more motivation, the two main reasons I encourage this as a base to getting back to some of your health habits is that it does two things. Number one, provides micronutrition, which boosts your energy. And anytime you're trying to make a change, you need more energy. You can't do it when you're feeling tired and crummy like it's already hard enough to make health changes or any changes really but to do so on low energy is even more challenging so provides micronutrition to boost your energy and number two it's great for your gut health it helps to build and restore our gut integrity and our microbiome which is related to our mental well-being 90 percent of our serotonin our happy hormone is made in our gut and it can only make that if our gut is healthy and if our gut is productive and we're fueling it with foods that help build that serotonin and like like Elle Wood says like happy people just don't shoot their husband <laughs> happy people are better at making health changes we got to do what we can to support our body physically to be the happiest it can be so we're in a good mood our attitude's right we have the ability to fight that all or nothing thinking and one of the best ways to do that is taking care of our gut which we can do with fruits and veggies all right so that's number three add color where you can you guys ready for my fourth and final and actually favorite hack for getting health habits consistently back into your life it has nothing to do with science and everything to do with my girly nature if you guys can't tell I am super girly I love shoes I love shopping and pretty much if it's cute and a good time I'm there for it why don't we pull this into our exercise routine or our kitchen when we're trying to build in new health habits I mean if we're trying to do something that requires more work we might as well make it cute or aesthetically attractive (laughs) so if you are working to add an exercise friends I want you to buy a cute workout outfit Don't put on the old grungy sweats that make you feel icky as it is. You're already struggling to get to the gym. So why are you wearing the things that make you feel crummy? No, let's get something that at least makes you feel a little bit better. 
Or if you're in the kitchen trying to meal prep on a Sunday, but using, you know, plastic baggies and you don't have the right Tupperware, go get some cute Tupperware from Target. They have the cutest stuff right now and all these coordinating colors. I mean, let's make it fun. If we want it to be something we want to do, we have to stretch and build the environment around us to be more attractive. So number four, buy yourself something cute or pretty to make this more of a fun process. When I work with clients and they're talking about not wanting to work out in the winter because it's too cold, in my head I always think, I'm like, oh, what a bummer. That means you don't have any cute cold workout gear. You know how much cute cold weather workout attire there is these days? I mean, they have all these really fluffy sweaters. They have really cozy hoodies. They have fleece lined leggings. Do you know how warm fleece lined leggings are? Oh, they're amazing. Also, it's funny I'm talking about this now because it is the middle of June and it was 103 degrees yesterday here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Clearly, I'm already ready for fall and winter. (laughs) How will I survive the summer? Hey, Australia friends, can I come hang out with you until (laughs) until September? All right, friends, there you have it. I hope these hacks get you started or amplify where you are at in your health journey, wherever that is. Let's just right here, right now, let's all agree to stop comparing ourselves to ourselves five years ago or the girl next to us. We need to look at where we're at right now, drop that all or nothing thinking and do the best we can because that's really all we can do. That's all we can do. And that mindset will propel us forward. To recap, those health hacks are number one, sit down to eat when you can. Number two, up it to 10 or add 10, whether that's 10 minutes or 10,000 steps. Number three, add color to as many meals as you can. And number four, buy yourself a freaking cute workout outfit or get yourself some cute utensils in that kitchen so that you want to want to do the things you're trying to do. You got to make your environment look fun and sparkly to try to talk yourself into it. That's what we do with kids, and I honestly don't think we outgrow that. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Don't forget Food Foundations. This is the last week, $100 off, summer steal. I cannot wait to further support you guys in your empowered eating journey. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome, Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating. Thank you.